0: They call him Mr. T. Mr. T. K. No, not Mr. T. <laughs> you love coming up with new nicknames for me, don't you? Mr. Kent. They call him Mr. Kent. Kent. Time
1: Kent. Double-O cool one. Yeah. You never want to get on the internet anything medical. You know, I've been thirsty a lot lately. You know, I have a dry mouth, and I'm always constantly taking a big it's swig It's the of humidity water. in your house. I don't know. According to this, I've got diabetes. <laughs>
0: Uh oh. You know, you should not. I know. I know. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What's this world coming <laughs> to? If you have some kind of relationship with your family physician, right? We actually do have her phone number if we need it. We have her cell phone number, but we would never call her unless it was some kind of emergency. But the point being, if you have a relationship with your family doctor, you should at least have their email address. Don't you agree? Yeah. And you can just ask them. Uh, they're going to say, come on in. No, I'm telling you, if you have that kind of relationship, they'll tell you, stay off the internet. Do right. not read all this crap out there on the internet because you'll become a hypochondriac. All right. Now, look, let me ask you this. Do you have a, a phone that, that's not a cell phone, like a regular home
1: phone that just... A landline? Yeah. Yeah. Guess what? You never answer it. Correct. You know why? I know, because 26 Sol- billion robocalls last year in America.
0: Solicitors. Yep. 26. And, you know, they've got some kind of method now where I think the phone just rings and rings and rings and it says unavailable. And it's computers calling to see if anybody's actually going to answer. And then if you do pick up one of those calls and decide... If it's actually a phone number attached to it, and you're going to block the number, right? Whatever yeah. happened to the do not call list? No, I don't know. But if good. you happen to pick up the phone, nobody's there. You know why? Because it's a computer calling to see if anybody picks up the phone. Right. Then it tells 10 other solicitors, hey, somebody's going to pick up this phone. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah, so just, don't pick up the phone. They're finding out that people just don't answer their phone calls anymore because it's
1: always a robocall. Right. Well, I want to know how they did this study. Did they make a phone survey? Good point. Good point, buddy, huh? Well, probably some kind of clickbait they had going on the internet, right? Well, do you have a phone system like we do where it's really easy not to answer the phone because it comes up on your TV set or on your phone. It says who's calling. You know, it has. It says spam, robocall, or it says the person, you know, if you don't know, right? Do you have
0: that? Man, you are high tech. No, we don't have that. Yeah, so that makes it easy. So you don't even have to get up off your fat ass to go answer the phone no. 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 or even see who's calling. At least I can get my steps in on my Fitbit by, you know, getting up, going to see who's. All right. Yeah. Remember the good old days when the phone was attached to the wall and you didn't know who was calling? They were good
1: times, weren't they? That was before my time. You're a rotary dial kind of guy <laughs> yeah. You're from that generation, right? <laughs> but, you know, here for you millennials out there, they're having these problems. If a telemarketer calls, you know what you do? hand the phone to your kid and tell him Santa's on the phone. (laughs) Right? Isn't that a good one? No. Or, you know, sometimes when people answer the phone and they're a little bit awkward because it's rude to just, I don't know, some people have no problem just saying, get off the phone. I'm not talking to you. What you do, the best way to do this, right in the middle of the sentence, you just hang up the phone. That way, they suspect you you didn't hang up on them. The line was cut, right? Is that a
0: good one? Well, if it's a landline, there's a good chance the line's not going to be cut. But it works well on a cell phone. Have you ever done that where you're on the phone with somebody you just didn't want to talk to, and you actually knew and you had a relationship with that person, and they're just going on and on and on? All of a sudden, the line goes dead? (laughs) No, I haven't done that. But I've had that feeling when people call,
1: oh, just get on with it already, right? Thomas? Thomas? Gotcha <laughs> man I thought we were off the air what happened uh, you did you
0: did my own duty you did me uh, I did the your- duty to you <laughs> right that's right now yeah yeah you're on your cell phone and you're having a conversation and the person's just going on and on and on you can get away with it on your cell phone because cell phones often what do they do they drop yeah so you just want to drop that person on their head i like to drop you in the head. You scared me right there. I thought, we, yeah. um, we're off the air. Yeah, and, and then you realize, if you're the person doing the talking, I've right. just been sitting here talking to myself. Right. Tom and Mike. Let me tell you this, pal. You're going to love this story.
1: You keep saying that. You're going to love it. You know, you'll love this oh, one. You'll oh love boy. this one. There's this 14-year-old girl, right? And she's lovesick, and she wants to see her boyfriend. And she has no way to see him, no transportation. She's not driving yet, blah, blah, blah. No money for anywhere. Here's what she does. <laughs> she calls a pizza delivery guy to the house next door. So when the pizza comes to the house next door and he goes to the front door, she runs out of her house, jumps in the pizza car, and takes off. You got to give her props for creativity, don't you? Yeah. But but the, but the the pizza delivery guy? <laughs> well, she took his car to go see her boyfriend.
0: Oh, I see. Okay.
1: Yeah. I thought maybe
0: she was running off with that guy.
1: No, it's like white trash Uber, right? White trash Uber? Yeah. (laughs) But you're right. Why not just date the pizza delivery guy? Same results, quicker, no crime included, and free pizza. Right. (laughs) Right? You're right, buddy. Look at you. One step ahead of you, my friend. This girl's going to go far. She's thinking out the box like that. We need people like that. Thinking out of the box. (laughs) Out of the pizza box. (sighs) It's a story made me think about my youth. I remember... I wasn't that young. I was probably in my 20s, and I fell in love with this girl who was five years younger than me, and she went off to University of Texas in Austin. And I grew up behind the Villanova University football stadium, and they would play their games on Saturday. And on Sunday, the stadium was empty, and you you can get in easy. It wasn't like a big stadium. And there was this press box, and in the press box were a bank of phones And on Sunday nights for about, I don't know, eight or nine weeks. And, you know, it wasn't that long ago, people don't remember this, a long-distance phone call was expensive. right. So I would go into the press box, open up the window, get in there, and call this girl at Sunday night around 10 o'clock, and we'd talk for an hour. I did this for about four or five weeks. Isn't that smart? And you never get caught. Never got caught. But now that you're putting it out there, is there a
0: statute of limitations?
1: <laughs> I guess. When I was a kid, Villanova had 3,000 men and 200 nurses. Now it's like it's about 10,000 undergraduates. Do you remember these things called the phone books?
0: Yep. Okay, I'm going to date myself here. You remember your parents telling you about it, right? Uh, right, but actually, here's a story. My first date with Karen. Did I ever tell you this story? No, because this reminds me of the the pizza guy. You know, like you're going out with the pizza delivery guy. I could just hear that now, right? Right. So our first date, I show up at her house, and there's these phone books that had just been delivered in front of her door. I ring the doorbell. My future father-in-law opens the door. Of course, he's never laid eyes on me before because I picked up the phone books and I'm standing there holding the phone books. Oh, he thinks you're a salesman. Well, no. I said, here are your phone books, sir. He takes the phone books and he says, thank you, and closes the door. Uh. (laughs) It's our first date, right? Yeah. So I ring the doorbell again. And this time, the mother comes to the door and says, yes. I said, I'm here because I have a date with your daughter. Karen? They still shut the door. No, she said, Oh, okay. Well, okay, come on in. So I come in and she goes off and I'm waiting like in the foyer for her to show up, right? Mm-hmm. Her mother goes off and you know, I'm just kind of there by myself. And so finally she comes. We have our date. But well, she tells me later, her dad comes up to her and says, You're dating the phone book guy? <laughs> You're dating the phone book delivery guy? How long did it take to realize you weren't the phone book delivery guy? I think sometimes they wish that I was because they never really understood radio, right? Yeah, they never do, do they? They don't. We don't either.
1: Definitely, we don't. Tom and Mike. Do you believe in astrology? No. How about you? No, but you know who does? Millennials. 58% uh, believe in it, and more than any other age
0: group. I'd love to see in this demo what the percentage is. Maybe you would know this, mm-hmm. or you can turn on the Google machine. Right. What the percentage is if fifty-eight percent of millennials believe in astrology, what is the percentage of those people who believe in God?
1: Right. You don't well, know, right? No. But millennials they like the idea of compatibility. They take astrology and, and they Oh, think- you
0: mean yeah, yeah, when you're trying to hook up. Right. I think all of us kind of were sort of interested in that kind of thing when we first met, you know, Mr. or Mrs. Wright.
1: Right. Well, here's what's interesting. 26% of Americans believe in it, 23% believe in witches, and 32% believe in UFOs. So more people believe in UFOs than they do in astrology. And
0: ironically, the exact same percentage of those folks who believe in UFOs believe in Trump. (laughs) But you know, it is kind of interesting to open up your little Google machine and you you ask it a question and you see how these psychic predictions show up, right? Right, women believe in astrology more than men. It's twice as much. Nancy Reagan, basically, from what I understand, Nancy Reagan, when the last her, couple of years of his presidency, right, his entire presidency was guided by the stars. What's your sign? Leo. Like August, right? Right. Yeah, we're compatible. How's
1: that? Well, because I remember a good friend of mine was a Leo, and I did the uh, the thing, and I found out that Leos and and Scorpios are very compatible. So, how about that? <laughs> I was oh. actually born under the parking sign. My mother couldn't make it to
0: the hospital. Got born under the parking sign? Yeah, well, she You know, make early it. on when I was first starting out in radio, I was born under the sign of U-Haul. <laughs> Tom and Mike, Thomas, do you want to play a game? Me and Mikey down by the schoolyard playing a game. What game would that be, sir? Who said this famous quote? Now, I make it easy for you. Famous quotes, who said it? Yep. Famous quotes in history.
1: Now, I always make it easy for you because I give you three options. It's hand-tailored toward you because even though you're other Renaissance man... Are you trying to
0: say I'm not that smart? Oh, here we go.
1: Here we go. You ready?
0: Ladies and gentlemen, let's go. And now it's time to play a game. Famous quotes, who said It? it?
1: But man is not made for defeat. A man
0: can be destroyed but never defeated. Now, who said that? A man can be destroyed but never defeated. A man is not made for, for defeat. For defeat. Ernest Hemingway,
1: Muhammad Ali, or Malcolm X? Ernest Hemingway. You got it, buddy. All Look right. Look at you, pulling one right for one. For one right? You're right right out, out one. of my yin-yang. Yeah, all right here, number two. All that we see or seem is but a dream within a dream. Was that Martin Luther King, Edgar Allan Poe, or John Coltrane? Coltrane? Eggner, Alan Poe, Edgar Allan Poe. Edgar Allan Poe. Home of the Baltimore Ravens. There you go. Here's three. It is far better to be alone than to be in bad company. Was that said by George Washington, Winston Churchill, or Shelley Winters? Simon Kirk from the rock band Bad Company. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I don't
0: know. Ooh. George Washington. All right. Come on. You're not even trying. Well, uh, you put too much thought into this. You make it too difficult. Even multiple choice, I'm not good. All
1: right, here we go, number four. Whoever is happy... I'm going to recover. Whoever is happy will make others happy too. Anne Frank, P.T. Barnum, or Bob Hope. Whoever is happy will make others... Bob Hope. Anne Frank. Oh, gosh. I suck
0: at this game. Here we go.
1: Number five. There is nothing on this earth more to be prized than true friendship. Marilyn Monroe, Thomas Aquinas, or Pee Wee Herman? Thomas Aquinas. You got it, buddy. You're coming on strong. Here we go. Recovery, recovery. The secret of getting ahead is getting started. John Rockefeller, Mark Twain, or Hannibal? <laughs> uh, let's go with Mark Twain. Yeah, there you go. Now i have got three of them. All right, here we go. All our dreams can be true if we have to courage to pursue them. Was that Shirley Temple, Walt Disney, or Gabe Kaplan? That sounds like something Walt Disney would have said. There you go, buddy. Look at you. Yeah. You're on a roll. Alright, last one. You ready? Don't blow it. Yeah. The only true wisdom is knowing you know nothing. Carl Sagan, Stephen Hawking, or Socrates? Socrates. You came on strong. You you should give yourself a give yourself a pat on the back. Was that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Wow. S- see that? You were like really floundering there for a second, and you showed people that you are the true
0: Renaissance man. Smarter than the average DJ. <laughs> yeah. Which isn't saying much, by the way. Famous clothes who said it? Tom and Mike. You know, you've often said you're not a broadcaster, but I have to say you do have excellent mic technique. Thank you. A uh, mic working the mic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Remember,
1: yeah. There's a good reason why your name is Mike, right? Right. Remember a couple of weeks ago, we talked about anti vaccine, the two states that have all these measles that people allow not to vaccine their kids. Well, turns out that a woman went on social media to ask how to protect her unvaccinated three year old from measles. She didn't vaccinate her kid. There's a measles outbreak, and now she's looking for help. The kid's only three, right? So do you have any suggestions for her, Thomas? And the
0: reason being, she didn't want to... She's
1: an anti-vaxxer.
0: But why? Is it a religious thing? Mm, It's a combination of stupidity, religion, and just this fear of that, that there's some kind of poison in the vaccine. And there's some kind of conspiracy to hurt everybody in the population, right? Yeah. Do you know what the acronym for fear is? What? False evidence appearing real. Okay, there we so go. that's her deal. It's all about fear. Well, I tell this woman
1: not to get too attached to the kid if that's the way she's going to raise the kid, right? Right. Or maybe try putting hot sauce on the kid. Everything goes good good on hot sauce, right? Uh, <laughs> where'd you come up with that? Well, doesn't, doesn't hot sauce make everything better? Has she tried thoughts and prayers? How about that? Teas and peas. Yeah. How about, here, I'll give her some advice. Two words, you ready? Yeah. Plastic bubble. Put the kid in a plastic bubble. That always works. Plastic bubble. Yeah. I like it. (laughs) I don't understand these people. But, uh, you know, I tell her, don't make your kids wear seatbelts either. It's much better to be thrown free, right? Yeah. And then you can meet that guy from Allstate, Mayhem. Right. Tom and Mike. Do You ever see the movie Gone with the Wind? Of course. I never have. It's a classic. I know. It's coming back. They're going to return it to movie theaters to mark its 80th anniversary. Do you know, I never knew this either, it's the highest grossing film of all time. That kind of makes sense. It's made over $3 billion. Wow. Yeah, it's been nominated for 13 Oscars. It's won eight. It's one of the most revered motion pictures of all time.
0: And you know what I say? Frankly, my Thomas, I don't give a damn. But you're going to see it when it comes back. No, I'm not. So it's going to be released in... All the theaters wide yeah. release, right? Yeah. So you can see it on the big screen. Was the original version, I can't remember, was, in it color? In, was it in color? I think so. I think so. It was one of the first color films. But I'm sure this has been remastered and, and the colors have been enhanced. And right. It's been digitized, sanitized. I li- yeah, I don't like when they recycle stuff. I, I personally, I thought it was in poor
1: taste when they recycled Jaws. With a laugh track. Well, was that wasn't right, was it?
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> With a huh? laugh track. Tom and Mike.